my husband loves him some ritual. His little tum-tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh-faced, full glam, or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. Now, if you've been listening to Getting Curious, or if you just know me at all, you will know that I love the Olympics. I love the Olympics so freaking much, I literally don't know what to do with my gay self. We've covered gymnastics, we've covered figure skating, we've covered diving, and today we're taking a lap around the track to talk about middle distance running, sportsmanship, and gender regulations with an Olympian who needs no introduction. But we're going to do one anyway. Welcome to the show, Castor Semenya, who is a middle distance runner from South Africa. She earned a bronze medal at the 2017 World Championships for the women's 1500 meter and is a not one, but two-time Olympic gold medalist in the women's 800 meter. Her new memoir, The Race to Be Myself, is out now. Castor, welcome to Getting Curious. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Um, I'm in a happy space. (laughs) Thank you. I love you being in a happy space. Now, I have to tell you, I really am a rabid Olympics super fan. I think it's because in South Africa, on, like, TV, before, like, a sporting event, do they do those little, like, videos where it'll be, like, it'd be, like, a video of you, like, walking slow motion, and then you would, like, be, like, and, like, look at the kids. Do they do those, like, little vignettes, you know? Like, about, like... Okay. They they do that. I think... Always. Yeah, I think that's, like, what... 
I think that's what gave me my like propaganda level obsession with the Olympics. Like I love the Olympics. Like when I say propaganda, I think about North Korea. Like I am like mm-hmm. the way that North Koreans like love like Kim Jong-un is the way that I revere the Olympics. Like I, I will do yes. the clap. I will do the, like, I will do it. Like if anyone talks shit about the Olympics, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. I don't care if it's, I don't care. It's We need it. We love it. Um, so I, I'm just Crazy. literally obsessed. But I will also say that typically in the summer games, I'm so emotionally exhausted after week one because of gymnastics. Cause look at me. I, it's taken me a minute to like really understand the majesty of track and field. But then once I did, I fucking got it. I watch the world championships now. I love worlds. I follow the people. I get what's going on. So then, but really kind of like fully, to be honest, it has only happened in the last two years. But also part of that is because it really started in Tokyo because I was like mm-hmm. reading the news about you and I was like, these fucking Bastards! What is going on with Caster? I finally get a track and field. I finally make room for it in my life. And then I'm reading in the news and like Caster's not, she she doesn't get to go. Well, so we're just getting into it. So basically, if you don't know, Caster, as we just said, she's major, she's fierce. She has her new book. We're going to talk about everything, but I just, I'm going to shut up now. So you're a middle distance runner. Uh, for those who don't know, what events does a middle distance runner do? Uh, middle distance uh, running consists of uh, between 400 meters, if I may say, because 400 is still more, you know, a little bit long, but it's a long sprint. But then I'll say four, between four and uh, 3K, you know, 3,000 meters. So it's like 400, 800, 1,005, 1,006, and, you know, 3-kilometers. That's... um probably what considered uh, middle distance. But in in our era, we'll say middle distance, we'll say, you know, Tau 5 and 3K because when you look at 800 meters, it's still a sprint. You look at 400 meters, it's a sprint because, you know, it's under 60. And you look at 800 meters, we go under, you know, 60, you know, in every lap. So it's, it's more long sprint, 800 meters nowadays. But then we say middle distance for me, I'll say 1.5, a mile, two mile, you know, and 3K. So all those events. But yeah. So middle distance running is like a big ass spectrum. If it goes from 400 meters to like mm-hmm. 3,000, that's a lot, right? No, not really a lot. It's um, it's just nothing. It's just uh, you know. <laughs> when I watch the world championships, like you would think, like I mean, it's all running, but the strategy is also different. Like the commentators are always like, you know, of course, this person is dropping out of the eight hundred to focus on the four hundred, or like, or like, or like, you know, the like, like that one. Um, what was that one lady? And she fucking fell in her elbow, and I was oh. like, no. Hassan. Yes. Yes. I've never Um, screamed so hard in my life. It's a tactical race because it's a a component. It consists of sprint, consists of power, speed endurance, you know, endurance, all those things. So that's why it becomes difficult for one to master middle distance. As long as you cannot, you know, do it up until you can't get it wrong. You can never be the best middle distance runner. 
you you got to be crazy to be one because you need to be able to master speed. You must be able to have you know, speed endurance. Your rhythm must be great. And you must also, you know, put in the long stuff. You know, your base must be the longest, you know, to, to be the best. So it has always been difficult for one to balance all these races from 400, 8, 1, 5, a mile and two miles. And for you to do that, you got to be talented. When did you realize that you were like, oh, shit, I want to like, did you have a coach that was like, oh, no, Castro, you're like really good. Like, I think you're going to go to the Olympics. Or were you just like, I love this. I don't care if I'm good or not. Like, how old were you? And what did training or like, what does training look like? What did it look like? What does it look like? All of it. I've studied sports, you know, at early age, uh, by age four. I was already on the field, you know, playing soccer. And by age of six, uh, I started running, but I started more in uh, sprints, you know, events. But then this is about self-discovery. It's about knowing what you want. It's about, you know, having passion, you know, for sports. Um, at the age of, I think, 12, 13, that's when I knew that, you know what, I love running more than I love soccer. I thought I loved, you know, soccer with all my heart, but then running just completed me, I think, as a human because I'm in control of myself. I'm in control of everything. I own decision-making because I don't depend on someone, you know, to win. I depend just on myself to make sure that I get those results. And the the day, yes, uh, coaches where I came from, I didn't really have coaches because, you know, we, I'm coming from a rural area, a very dusty place where there's basically nothing. You know, I had no electricity, no running water, you know, for me, uh, to, for, to, to get lights, you know, I had to use candles. I had to use, you know, paraffin stove and all those things. And it, it has been a, a lovely journey, but I think it just come with, like I said, the self-discovery, being aware of what you made of, what you best at. And coming from that village, you have no coaching. You know, there are no, you know, coaches that have experience in terms of sprints. That's why I switched from sprints to middle distance. And there's no one who discovered that I'm a great, you know, 800 meter runner. I'm a great 1,005 meter runner. I just did it because there was no coach that can coach me, you know, to do, you know, the long sprints and, you know, 200 meters. And from there, when I discovered that, you know what, Athletics is something that I can do. It's something that I can get to Olympics. Uh, I met, you know, coaches. I'll say coaches because they're teachers. They were always in sports. And in, in, in where we're coming from, we only have a day to do sports. The rest of the days, we're in school. You understand? So I had to utilize that particular day to make sure that I showcase my talent. Mm. It may be in soccer, it may be in netball, it may be in, you know, I, I used to be a good, actually, uh, a baseball, you know, <laughs> a player. So I played baseball in school. So they discovered that, you know what, this is going to be a crazy one. And then they start putting more attention into, you know, my daily based movement. And they were like, they said with me and they say, you know what, because they call me Mohadi, you know where I'm coming from. You know what, we think 
you can do well if you really focus in this business. And they start, you know, educating me about, you know, drugs, you know, you shouldn't do drugs, you shouldn't be doing that, you know, and then Ben Johnson, you know, situation came in, they telling me, you know, you don't want to be, you know, caught up in a situation like, you know, Ben Johnson's, you know, Marion Jones and all oh those things. Oh my God, yeah. Yes, yes, because it's, if, if you look at it, for me, where I'm coming from, I was, you know, alerted about all these things. I knew from, you know, age 15 that, you know what, if I want to be the best in the world, I got to, you know, keep it cool. I got to, you know, stay away from things that will not build me, you know, to be an idol, to be an example, you know, to the young upcoming, you know, generation. Just in case people don't know. Um, when you say, you know, where you're coming from, you're from South Africa, but tell us about like the, like, tell us about like the city that you're from, the village where you're from, um, just so that everyone gets it. Yes, I'm from, I'm from the Southern Hemisphere, uh, which is um, in line with Australia, uh, same season, but I'm from the bottom, you know, of Africa. It's more of, a, it's a nice country, you know, South Africa is a very nice country and I originate from the North northern part of South Africa, which is now called Limpopo. Before it was called Northern Province. And I'm coming from a small you know, town called Polokwane, uh, but the region is Moleji. And that's a region and the village called Hamasitong. I know you guys pronounce it Hamasilao. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it sounds amazing how you say it. And it's a small village. It's a dusty place. And we more deep in the rural, we are more cultural, you know, everything about us, you know, it's about culture, it's about tradition. And I grew up in a society that, you know, always found me, you know, amazing, you know, they've raised me to be the best I am today. And for me, moving from that village, you know, to the world, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing. And then the transition from, you know, primary level to secondary to tertiary, it has been amazing because they have built me to be the best. They have prepared me to be the soldier I am today because I'm a soldier, you understand? And when I was explaining about, you know, the teachers that, you know, had to take me through, you know, athletics, you know, spectrum, it's amazing because they had to teach me about the great, you know, East Africans, you know, in the 800 meters, like the Kenyans, Ethiopians, you know, all of those. And it's beautiful because they told me, you know, when I was like 16, you can be the best. You can be, you can be the best that you can be if you believe. And we feel like you're the only athlete in this South African soil as a female athlete that can defeat those people. I was like, whoa, that's big. You're giving me a responsibility that, you know, it's going to be heavy on my shoulders. But then when I sat down, looking at my personality, looking at things that I can do, I was like, you know what? They're correct. From now on, if boss can tell me that, if Hezekiel can tell me that, God damn it, I can do it. You understand? And from that day, you know, they did build that fire in me. But then me going through the 800 meters women, I look at the likes of Maria Matola because we come, we come from the South African, you know, part. And I was like, if she's from Maputo, 
I'm from, you know, Limpopo. Come on, I can do the same thing. And I start idolizing Maria, you know, I start looking at how she has done it, you know, looking at her 21 years of career. I'm like, God damn, I'm, I'm going to do that. But I want to do it, you know, I want to do it in a style where I make people jealous. You know, I make people keep on questioning me, you understand? Because I always believed that as long as you exist in this world, people will always talk. And people talk about something that is beautiful. People talk about something that threatened them. People talk about things that scared them. You understand? And I was like, you know what? Let me do this. Let me see if you know, I keep on doing this, how long it will take me, you know, to get to the destination I want to be. And since from that day from young, being fearless, you know, understanding myself, understanding the better self, having that best relationship with myself, and that play my parents, you know, had to take into my life, come on, they, they've played a role that, you know, I think I can never forget. I can never forget about it. I always appreciate it. I, I always cherish that for the rest of my life because what they did for me, it was all about happiness, to make me happy every day, to make sure that everything that I do in life, you know, I'm happy and they taught me how to love myself. They taught me how to appreciate myself, how to accept myself and just be myself for me before any other. I think that's a gift that, you know, a priceless one that no one can ever, you know, you know, take for granted. I think I'm like fallen butt crazy in love with you in 18 minutes. Is it possible? <laughs> Recently, I've been having some stomach problems. Everyone that I talked to recommended that I take a bunch of different supplements and vitamins, but it's kind of complicated to keep track of that many different pills and powders every day. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that supports my gut health while also supporting my immune and brain health. AG1 covers my bases with high-quality ingredients like pre- and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-slash-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com curious. That's drinkag1.com curious. Check it out. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum-tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. 
Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. No one made you become obsessed with track and field. You were just like, you loved it. You were into sports. You Like there were mentors and teachers that saw that there was like huge potential here. And then yes. even though it was pressure because they saw that you were like, massively talented they're like you could really be the best in the world of course but you were like ready to you, even though that was a big order you were like fuck yeah i can do that and so that's like how your training kind of started right yeah of course of course i think with me i'll say i was born ready uh i was born for this as much as you saw them nike you know a campaign where you know born to do it i think for me um the purpose of life, uh, where I'm coming from, you know, we call it a calling. It's more like a calling. Uh, as my name is Mohadi, the one who guides, you understand? Um, with us, these names, they can define you. They can define your personality, how you, you are made, you know, for the world, how you are made to change the world. You know, I'm about inclusivity and diverse. I'm about fighting for what is right. I'm about educating people for their being, just for you being you, you understand? And I think for me, I was born for a reason. Uh, my moms and my pops, um, they were given this gift so that for me, I can be a change. They, were, they, they gave birth to, I'll say, the testimony of God, you understand? And never get me wrong when I always try to, you know, let people know that there's God and there's your ancestors. You know, those two, when they connect, uh, they make you a ball, you understand? For me, I will say I was born for a reason and I'm happy to embrace it because I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I was born to be the change. I was born to come and educate people about life. I was born to educate people about self-love, self-respect, self-actualization self-control, you know, maturity at its best, you understand? Being able to understand life in a level where nobody could, you understand? It's trying to understand the importance of your existence, you understand? For me, I am that. And I, I have no doubt about it. I, I'm not going to brag about it. I'm just saying that uh, for me being here today, it was meant to be, you understand? Mm. It's one of that, you know, chapter where I had to wait for it for the longest. I had to wait for it, you know, you know, when I'm ready, when I'm, I'm matured enough to share the weight, you understand? I'll say I'm the weight because everything that I had to go through, you know, I have to share it with you now, today. I had to write this book. I've been approached before about you know, writing the book, doing this documentary. I'm like, guys, I want to do it in the best way. I want to do it in a special way that whatever I'm going to say, it educate. Whatever I'm going to say does not judge. Whatever I'm going to say does not critique. Ooh. It has to be the language where it's universal. It has to be the language that, you know, include everyone. It does not discriminate any other, you understand? It has to be the language where when one read the book, resonate with it, connect with it, because it's not individualized. It's a, it's, it's a word that 
you know, awaken someone's blindness. You understand? Where there's light, you know, towards the end of the tunnel. You understand? Where mine, it was always been a little bit dark. I had to figure it out how to lighten it. I had to figure it out how to be good. I will say for me, yes, I was born for a purpose and I know the purpose and I'm living the purpose. Mm. I am the vision of myself and I'll do that. I'll make sure that I educate people to start loving themselves, to start, you know, appreciating themselves for who they are, regardless of what. And you know what Steve Harvey said? Other people's perception of you has got nothing to do with you. He's correct because mm -hmm. if you wake up each and every morning, you look at that mirror. What reflects there is you. What reflects there should make you happy. What reflects there you should embrace. And if you can do that, you are free. But if you can't do that, you are imprisoned by, you know, yourself because you, you, you put yourself in a corner where, you know, no one can never understand. And I speak today, I always say to people, till you are in my shoes, you can never understand how I'm feeling. You can mm. never understand the feeling of being different. But, and I always say, being different is beautiful. Being different is great. You should not be scared of rejection. Rejection makes you the best that you are today because you learn from it. You start understanding that as a human, you must have a room for disappointment. It's beautiful. You mm. look at the basketball players, they've been playing. Sometimes they lose the games. They fail time and again. You know, they say you fail 100 times, get up 200 times, you understand? That's life. Are we in the same age box? I'm like, I'm 36. Are we, are you, are you I'm like 32. 32 I'm years? 32, like, yes. Okay. So you're, little, you're a baby. <laughs> I say I'm a baby. You're a baby. I'm <laughs> a baby. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a mature baby. <laughs> you're, a, you're a beautiful, mature, two-time Olympic gold medalist, three-time world championship. Yes. Ladies. Um, Going into 2009, yes. you're like, what? Like a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, because in, in the book, this was a really pivotal moment. You're at the Berlin World Championships. Mm -hmm. It's 2009. Um, why did you consider that to be like the starting point of your career? Um, I, I will say because that's when I discovered uh, my abilities. Uh, I remember I'm still like 18 years of age. Uh, I've just came from, you know, well juniors where I couldn't even advance to the semis. And then I come from, you know, Commonwealth Youth Games, you know, in Pune, India. I win the championships and I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to showcase my talent. But before that, you know, I need to start understanding uh, sportsmanship because sportsmanship comes with respect, uh, with a pure heart. Uh, understanding the consequences or the outcome of, you know, the race, which is I've already experienced, just to treat people with respect, people, you know, treating people with love, you know, accepting people for who they are. It doesn't matter what culture they're coming from, what religion, but understanding the whole spectrum of what sports is all about. Because sports, it's, it's all about including each and every one, who's in the competition, you know, regardless of what circumstances they're coming from. That's why they always say, say no to racism and discrimination. You understand? Uh, that's the language I understood. But then 
also you have to understand that as an individual coming in, you, you're just the same as any other individual come into competition because we all have same common goal. We want to win. But then as an athlete, you need to understand that there will always be someone who's better than you. You'll always be that person who's better than others. And then if we are in the final, you have eight women in the final. Of course, they will be number one till the last. Uh, you should accept that I'm going to be one of those. It does not matter what position, but the goal is for us to finish the race. As long as you're not fourth. The West is the West. It really is the worst. Like I It's the worst to- position that you can ever be because you're just uh, one inch from the medal. If your choice was to get fourth or not even make it to the semis, would you just prefer to like fucking not even make it to the semis if you knew you were going to get fourth or would you still want to do it? As a sports, you know, woman, I would say it, it's okay. It's hard to accept to be number four, but uh, it's better for me to make a final because it's, it's, it's great to be in the final, to be amongst the best, you understand? So as much as I hate being number four, but I hate not making a final. Not that many people can say that they're a two-time Olympic gold medalist in the same event and three-time world champion. Like, is does that make you, like, the most decorated South African? Yes. Uh, at the moment, I am. <laughs> yes, at the moment, right? I am. At the moment, I am because even in the Southern, uh, you know, region, uh it makes me the most decorated because you look at Maria Matola, she has three world championships. I did, you know, equal that. But with the Olympics, uh, it makes me that in athletics. But, you know, if you're going to look at into swimming and all those things, we talk different sports because they can win more medals mm. in one, you know, championships, you know. But uh, for a middle distance runner in athletics, yes, I am. So, wait, we have to go back to 2009. So you're minding yes. your own business. You're in Berlin. Yeah. You're 18. Yeah, I'm there. Sorry to catch you. Uh, I, I'm there, you know, in a championship. But you must know that before that championship, there's been go- something going on. Um, uh, when I won the African Junior Championships, I ran the world best, you know, in all 800 meters in a category, 156.45, which is, was my national record, my personal best. And number one in the world. Mm. And now people start questioning my gender. I'm like, come on, gender? Questioning my gender? I know that, you know, people have been questioning, you know, my being and stuff like that. And for me, the approach to the championship, it was a mess because before I left home, um, when I've been, you know, tested, but not knowing that those were gender tests till the day, you know, of the test when, you know, the gynecologist that we, you know, assigned to test me, tell me that, of course, I asked him like, man, what, what kind of a test? Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, So you're, so you've just won the African Junior Championships. Yes. And then the IAAF, which stands for? Uh, it's an International Athletics Federation. Yeah. So they were just like we need to have you come do a test. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to like piss in a cup to make sure that like... Um, IWF approached, you know, my federation, probably. I don't know what has happened to say, look, she needs to go for the gender test. But my federation 
they did not have balls to tell me that this is a gender test. You understand? They sent me there for me with the idea of it's doping test. But during the, 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 the test, this guy tells me, no, she started explaining, you know, it makes sense to me to say, look, man, this is not doping. Is this gender test? He say, yes, it's gender test. And I tell him, look, man, I got nothing to hide. Let's just get it done with it. And he had done the test. Then he tells me, I have a bad feeling about it. He said, it don't matter. I'm ready for anything. And for me, going to the world champs, I knew that the same thing will happen to me. You understand? And for me, being in that world championship, I was determined to do my best. I was determined to win gold medal. You understand? This was a goat. You know, the, 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 very, the very most important thing for me it was to win the gold. And that's why we came with this concept to say, look, we're going to write the book. We're going to let people know that what we as women go through. And when I'm in the, in Berlin World Championships, and they keep on doing that. And for me, in my mind, I'm saying, if they keep on doing the test, I keep on running. You know, I keep on piecing them mm. off. I keep on making sure that all these things that they're doing will not distract me. You know, so because mm. I was motivated. Uh, but the most important thing that people need to know is that for me, I was never ashamed of myself. I accept myself. I love myself. I love my differences. That don't make me less a woman because I'm different. But if you as an organization, you're going to try to disturb me, you're going to miscalculate. Because for me, I'm not going to be disturbed by no man or man, no woman, you understand? And when they did that, I allowed them to do it. I'm like, I got nothing to hide, man. I'm a woman, but I know I'm a different woman. So there's nothing wrong about it, you understand? And I went, I ran, then I win the world championship. And when, when you said that they kept doing that, they, so there wasn't like one test, like they... No, it was not one test. I went through like about, I went to... Heats, they tested me. They came and drew the blood. Semi-final, they, they did the same thing, you know. And it's, it's, it's one thing that people need to understand that when people want to make you feel you don't belong, they will always come with distractions. But for me, I was not in that zone. I was in my own zone where my focus was more on competition not being judged, not being criticized, not being questioned, you know, all those questions. And when people start telling you you're not enough, no, it's up to you what to decide. It's your choice to allow people to bully you. It's your choice to allow people to do that. And it did not shake me. I went there. I won the medal. I knew that even if I knew that even if the, the results are not as how I wanted them, I know there was no man or any woman that can come and pull me off the track. And that's the best decision I have ever made in my life. I only have my own limited idea of like what it means to be under public scrutiny, but the mm -hmm. how mean and just cruel people can be. And I don't know how much of any, I just- Of course, it came with the, uh, you have a high testosterone you know, level and stuff like that. I'm saying, yeah, if I have testosterone level, then it's fine. But what fascinates me is that you say it has got an advantage and then you tell me uh, I'm born a man, I'm not. 
I'm a woman. Yes, I understand that I'm a different woman. I love myself. I love myself the way I am. But if you have not done enough research you know, about this thing, and I still repeat it, testosterone level, high testosterone level in women, it don't make me uh, a man. It, it has got no advantage because your advantages come through your hard work. You understand? If I work hard, I'll win. For instance, now, I've been sitting for five years now, you know, not competing. And do you think I can just go win 800 meters today if they say go run? You see, that's when you start understanding that when people are trying to destroy or try to separate, you know, women and try to destroy, you know, women's sports, that's what they will do, you understand? And I always say, you know, uh, it don't matter, you understand, for me, because at the end of the day, if you, you're going to regulate, you know, women's sport, you, you're killing it. You're killing it because if, you know, you're born a woman, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about genetics. Yes. You know, genetics are just there to be embraced. So that's, that's, that's the only confusion that, you know, always, you know, left me hanging. And I'll always fight for that. I always fight for what is right. My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh faced, full glam or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA plus community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. Honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that like doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash curious. I often hear when it comes to fairness in sports, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's basic. This is just, it's easy. It's an easy conversation. It's basic biology. And it's like, actually, this isn't basic. And there is a huge spectrum that people exist upon. And you hit the nail on the head when you said it was the dedication and the hard work. Of there course. Are, 
infinite people who have in- infinite genetic makeups. And in your case, there was no cheating. There was no unfairness. Yes. You were born the way that you were born. You were born a woman. And you have genetic variations that mean that you have a little more, or you have more testosterone. But the other thing is that I think people don't realize, and I didn't even really fully realize until a few years ago, women have naturally occurring testosterone any fucking way. They have fucking testosterone. Yes, you're correct. We are being made to hate the other side, not understanding what's really going on. They don't explain everything. They just make you to understand what they think is right. They don't want to make you understand what is really happening, which is we as individuals, we need to start waking up, you know, to go do more research. Stop reading an article. When you read an article, go make research about it to say, if is this really true or not? Without judging, because then at the end of the day, you're still going to be a mother. You're still going to be a father. You're going to, you know, you know, have that seed that is just like me. And then it will hurt you the most because you've been hating without knowing what's happening. You understand? And it's always the case. We need to wake up as people. You know, we need to go do more research. So what was going on by the time Tokyo comes around? Because you're still com- you are still competing after Rio. And no spoilers for the book. Obviously, people should you should read the book and without giving anything away, but can you like give us like a little teaser of where things were so that people kind of understand so they'll go read the book? After Rio, then I knew what was going to happen and they come with a new ruling to say, ah, they're going to, you know, start this new ruling of DSD uh, from four to 1005, which is a mile. And I'll be like, okay, cool. It's fine. I'm going to fight the case. But when I'm fighting the case, I'll be doing something different. I wanted to just switch back to sprint and see if it can work. And I did a little bit of 200 meters. I'll be like, now. Nah. Then COVID hits and I stopped. I'll be like, okay. Uh, for me, if I want to do, maybe try to do Olympics, you know, 2021, I, I will go for long distance, which is not my speciality. Oh, I tried to do that. It did not work. Uh, just to show that testosterone don't play no role in anything. That's when I realized, you know what? These people are, are fucking around. They're talking nonsense because I wanted to see if really this is true. If it was true, why, why couldn't I run 200 meters in 21 seconds? If my testosterone really plays a role and... Then I go back to 5,000 meters. Why can I run 29 or 30 if really the testosterone, you know, really play a role? You see now, that's when you see these people are messing around with us. They're messing around with the world. They're making the world believe nonsense. So the IAAF comes out after Rio and they say, if you have any DSD things between four and a mile, you can't... Must take medication. Oh, you must take medication. Take drugs, and, yes. So if you want to compete, you can, but you have to take these. You have to take... And w- what was the medication? Just like estrogen or something? Or like... I have no idea. You're, because, I mean, fucking one. No, I'm not taking it. No, I have, so, I have no idea about the medication because you have to remember that they are just assuming based on... Remember, in 2009, after that, for me, 
then IAAF, we had a deal that if I want to run, I must lower my testosterone. You understand? But they wanted me to do a surgery or something. We refused. And my gynecologist decided to say, look, um, we can try our best to make high testosterone low. And that's the only thing that I regret in my life is doing because I, man, I, I sacrificed my life. I sacrificed my health and everything. You understand? And coming back to 2016, when they say uh, you need to, you know, take medication, I don't know what medication it is. And I say, you know what? I am not going to go through the same shit that I went through. You understand? Yes, they can carry on with their, their, their ruling. I'll fight it, but I'll not take that. It's talent. It's hard work. It's discipline, dedication, focus, and being able to work through your body. That's all. There's no goddamn testosterone that can make no one fast. There's no way. It does not. Castor, do you have any idea, like, how many people could this affect? It's a lot. Like, this could, I mean, this isn't... It's like, a lot. Yeah, it's not only No, it's not only one, one person. person. It's a lot of, you know, girls that are going through that. And the best that I can do for me as a someone that they look up to is to fight for them, to fight for what is right, to fight for, you know, inclusivity, you know, and diverse, to make sure that we fight for what is right and make them understand their rights, make them understand, you know, their being, you understand, and make sure that they also don't let anyone take advantage of them, make them feel like, you know, they're guinea pigs, make them feel mm. like they're experiment. Because at the end of the day, it's about respect, it's about dignity, it's about humility, you understand? And that's what I'm trying to do to teach them. They are who they are, love them, show them appreciation, show them self-love so they can, you know, have that confidence to rock themselves. So they cannot try to change themselves for anyone because they have to feel, you know, they need to conform into the group and all those things. Just be yourself for you. For someone who isn't even necessarily in athletics, for someone who doesn't even know or think that, like, these issues affect them, what do you want people to know who, like, are involved in athletics, who are not involved in athletics? What do you just want, like, anyone to know around fairness in sports? Um, everyone, you know, has a body, you know, to compete, has got a right to compete, you know. Uh, it does not matter where you're coming from, or who you are, what, you know, what race you are, what language you are, what religion you, you're coming from. That's universal language of it. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of anyone, but I can speak on understanding me as a woman I am, you understand? And as a woman who has, you know, the differences in her body and you know, naturally. So I can only speak for that. But when we talk about fairness in sports, it's all about treating people with respect, you know, respecting each and every individual human rights, not trying to discriminate them but treating them with respect. What do you hope for the future, for your future in athletics, for the future of fairness in athletics? Like, like what, what's your hopes? My hopes are more on 
Um, these organizations, they need to start respecting human rights first. We should start putting people first, respecting them, you know, uh, accepting people for who they are before even you can start for regulating. And then they must stop this nonsense of regulating women's sports. My hope is that we as women be respected, we as women be treated equally as men. That is my hope because if I say more than that, I will be, you know, messing up. I just want, you know, women to be respected. Women's sport must be, you know, they must just stop regulating these women's sports because they talk nonsense. You understand? You talk nonsense and just leave women's sports alone. And if we, we, we have to come and debate about any other issues, we must debate them in respect, you know, for others. We should consider other people's feelings. We should respect them, appreciate them for who they are. That's my hope, you know, for sports. I just, you're so brilliant and you're so just, I don't really even have words, but it kind of makes me well up because you have not been respected the way that you deserve to be. You have not been treated the way that you deserve to be treated. And the beauty and the security that you have in how you show up in the world is so like I, I just took a COVID test I do not have COVID and I have chills from my elbows all the way down to my toes like you just are such an incredible person and I my hope is is that you get treated with the respect that you deserve um and I think you are making the world the place that we want the world to be and you're you're just a brave ass, fucking fierce ass, two time <laughs> Olympic gold medalist, three time world champion. It's not your fault that you're so good. Um, so now, now you're just yes, <clears throat> you're minding your own business. You and your mm -hmm. wife Violet run the Masai. Oh, yeah, Masai Athletics, Masai Athletics Club under Casta Semenya Foundation. Yes. So, is there any like young casters or like is do you think anyone is just really gunning for like twenty thirty six like or twenty? Uh, yeah, let me think about this. 2028, 20, <laughs> 32, 36. Yeah, like, do you think that you have, like, the next Caster Semenya, I like, think, for 2040? Not really the oh, next shit. Caster Semenya, but we try to, you know, make them be the best that they can be. Uh, we're running um, a, a, the biggest development program, you know, uh, around the country where we run, you know, it's like we have more than, you know, 100 kids under the, uh, the program where there is future. And my hope is that these kids, they can learn how to respect themselves because it's all about self-respect. Before you can uh, demand respect, you know, from any other person, it's about you respecting yourself. I think those are the things that we're educating these kids. We're educating them how to empower themselves but as we empowering them and making sure that they understand, you know, humility, they understand self-love, self-acceptance, self-appreciation, understanding about self-discovery, how to manage themselves. And but also the most important thing is that we're teaching them how to invest in themselves. Mm. Okay. Um, so basically I'm just gonna do a really fast like Olympic style fire round with you just while I have you like last few minutes. If you, if you had to compete in the winter Olympics, like if South Africa came and they were like, 
girl, we need you for the Winter Olympics. Like, what would you, what would be your sport if you had to pick a Winter Olympic sport? If I were to uh, pick a Winter Olympics, of course, bobsled. What about a different track and field sport? Like, would you be like a pole vaulter? Would you, or is that just too high up in the air? Is it too scary? Are you a triple jump queen? No, those ankles. What, what, what else would, if it wasn't running, but track and field? If it wasn't running, you know, on the track and field, it would be javelin. Ah! Yes. I just was thinking javelin. I was holding my pin and I was like, ah, I felt it. Javelin. Oh my God. Okay. Biggest like upset or like track and field. Like, was there like, is there like, it's just, is there like a, it can be one of your races. It can be like any, like, is there just like, is there like some race that stands out to you in your mind is like, just like one of the most like dramatic or like most interesting or something. Yeah. The biggest upset for me, it would be my very close friend. We buddies. He first started this year in the semifinal, you know, 100 meters, a man 100 meters. So, because I, I, I looked, you know, forward for him to do well this year. He was ready. Which uh, one was uh, he? Uh, Akani Simbini. He's a South African. Oh, uh, oh I think He's a South I African saw. sprinter. I think I yeah, for me, it pained me to see that because I know how ready he was. I know how determined he was, I know how he was eager to run, you know, in that final. But I think it's one of those days where we say, if things are not meant to be, they're not meant to be. And I'll say it was the biggest upset as well as, you know, Fred Kelly not being able to make a final. I saw that too. Uh, it, it disappointed me as well. But I think it's a, I'll say it's one of those things, man, that it happens where also 2011, where you sent bold for started in the final. You, you, mm. you get what I'm saying? Those are the biggest upset, which is we cannot control. That those are not in our control. But it is what it is. They learn through it. They learn through it. They'll come back. They'll bounce back and do the great, you know, the best that they can be. But yeah, those are. It broke my heart to see that. The last two questions. I swear to God. Um, is there yeah. any other sports that you just like? When they're on, you're like, I'm Violet. Don't talk to me right now. I'm so sorry. Like, please, like, just I can't. Like, my husband knows. Like, if. <laughs> Figure skating or gymnastics is on, like, that's what mm -hmm. we're watching. If you don't want to watch it, go somewhere else. Like, there's another TV. Like, is there any other sport that you're, like, a random super fan of that no one even knows? Uh, I love basketball. You know, Basketball's cool. WNBA. I love it. You know, NBA. Uh, I'm there, but there's this uh, other sports when I watch it, I don't want anyone to disturb is that it's like the basketball? Cricket. It, no. Oh, cricket. Cricket. Yeah, oh, you love cricket. I love cricket because of you know gives me that focus. It's a it's one tactical sport where you can't afford to make any error. One mistake, you out. So when I'm watching cricket, yeah. I think they added that to the 2028 Olympics. Yes, I know it's 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 gonna be there. So I'm excited for it. If you had to watch a sport that mm. I'm obsessed with, like mm -hmm. one that's like that, like a very effeminate, queer, non-binary person would be obsessed with. <laughs> like if you had to watch like figure skating, gymnastics, yes. or like rhythmic gymnastics. I do watch that. I love it. You I do? love all sporting codes. I watch that. You do? I love that. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh. You know, I'm a fan of that. Oh. I watch all the sporting codes. I love it. I love things that they do in there. These people are supernatural. Could yeah. you 
Could you, have you ever attempted a backflip? No. Cartwheel. I still love my teeth. Mm, yeah, we're, you wouldn't no. lose your teeth. I think, no, I think, no, 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 no. But I've never really tried to, you know, to backflip and all those things because, hey, I'm scared. No, I get it. But Castor, I do think that with your vertical, I think that mm-hmm. we could teach you to do a, a backflip if you ever yeah, want. Yeah, to. we can do that. If you ever want, I'll teach you. I'm I, crazy. I can do that. Yeah, I'm here. If you ever want to come, I will take you to the gymnastics center. You want to teach me? Okay. Yeah, I will. I mean, if you, like, I'll teach you that. And then you could, like, I'm such a slow runner. Like, if there is an apocalypse, <laughs> like, I'm fucked. Like, I'm, I get, I get winded and I, I, we could do some cross training. Castor, uh, where can we follow you, uh, you along? Are you, like, the most active on the Instagram? Are you on the yeah, TikTok? Yeah, no, I don't do TikTok, but I'm on Instagram. It's uh, uh, at Castasemina Eda Meters. And then I'm also on Twitter uh, at The Mighty Casta. And then on Facebook, I have a Facebook page where it's Casta um, Mojari Semenya. Yeah, that's where I am. Castro, I want you to get on TikTok. I, I, it wouldn't be an episode of Getting Curious if I didn't shame our guests okay, into getting I'll, on TikTok. But I'll do it for you. I'll go. I'll go create one today. But you explaining like track and field, like yes. all of, like talking about the book, mm-hmm. like book conversion is really high of on course. TikTok. Like okay. you would be the shit. And like all of these people would do write-ups when you were on TikTok. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Castro Semenya's no, on TikTok. Let me go Get do on that. Get on TikTok. You Let could me do, like, do You that. could do like training stuff. You For could do you. like sporting reviews. Okay. You could do mm-hmm. like what you're doing at the Messiah Athletics Club. Of you course, could do everything. It would be okay. really good. Castro I haven't Semenya. thought about it. I haven't thought about it. Get on TikTok. We definitely need you on TikTok. We really, we need you on TikTok. Castro okay, thank you so much for coming and getting curious. We love you so much. Thank you love for you writing more. your book. Y'all, uh, her new memoir, The Race to Be Myself, is out now. Yes. Did you do the audio book, Castor? It's out. It's out there. Did you do the audio book? book is, is ready. You better go listen. Uh-huh. I did my prologue. And uh, I did the prologue and then the closure, you know, the, uh, how when I appreciate everyone that has been doing Then My manager did the, the whole entire book. It's oh. beautiful. All right, go listen to it, you guys. Get the book now. Castor, thank you so much for coming. I'm getting curious. Thank you. Appreciate you. God bless. Oh, that was so good. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest and their area of expertise in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriousJBN. And can I just say, our social work has been so good. We are just slaying over there. So give us that follow. You can catch us on here every Wednesday and make sure to tune in every Monday for alternating episodes of Curious Now and Pretty Curious. Still can't get enough, honey? Either can I. You can subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Getting Curious is produced by me, Chris McClure, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. 